0: Calling all powerful women. Yes, that's you, girl. I want you to mark your calendar for the next Know Your Power Women's Retreat. It's going to be April 19th through 21st in Austin, Texas. Ladies, the last retreat was truly the most incredible experience because I was able to witness women from all walks of life come together as sisters, ditch limiting beliefs, build unwavering confidence, and unlock their true potential. You might be in a place right now where you feel lost in your purpose. You're constantly talking down to yourself. You have big dreams, but you're scared to act on them. Maybe you even feel lonely in your journey. This experience is carefully crafted for you. We provide a safe space for you to connect with other like-minded women and evolve into the powerful woman I know you to be. So if you're listening to this right now, and something inside of you is pulling you to go to this retreat, there's a reason for it. Click the link down below to secure your spot today. I can't wait to see you there. Now, let's get into today's episode.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your, I like forgot how to talk. I do this every time. Yeah, it's okay. I'm your host, Kendall Alia. Is that what I say?
0: <laughs> yes, that's what you say. And I'm Julia Renee. <laughs>
1: This is off to a rough start already. Yeah. I keep letting you do the intro because I keep forgetting the intro. So I'm like, oh, you do it. You do it.
0: I'll give it to you. And you're like, really? I the outro's don't even know worse. what it is. But
1: I feel like recently, I don't know why, but like my memory with certain things are just getting bad again. And
0: you're getting old. This is one
1: of them. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty
0: sure. Just slowly decaying.
1: I just don't know how to talk, and I watch back every episode, and I'm like, okay, I did better than I thought I did in the moment, but I still feel like I'm not articulating as well as I used to. Yeah, so I'm working on we're it. we're
0: hard on ourselves, too. <laughs> true,
1: true. Anyway, today's episode is the first of many in this realm of type of episode, and today we're talking about how to build boulder shoulders, and we're going to be sharing our training yeah. tips and tricks.
0: Melons, if you will. Cantaloupes, <laughs> sure. grapefruits.
1: Mine are definitely, like, or- orange size.
0: Oranges? <laughs> or grapes
1: <laughs> just little little uh, grapes squared off delts We had talked about this a few episodes ago where we were talking about some of our like favorite training tips and we were like, let us know if you just want like full dedicated episodes and we got, we got a good response on that. So we're going to be going through a few different muscle groups, not necessarily in a row, but just over time, like putting these in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, starting with shoulders, because I feel like that is one of the most important of the upper body muscles, if you were to agree.
0: I feel like girlies always want like capped shoulders and like a butt.
1: Well, that's what they ask for in like all NPC women's divisions. I mean,
0: seriously, that's that's seriously what they ask for. Especially like even in wellness. Like the other day, I was looking at my shoulders and I was like, I have no biceps.
1: That's (laughs) how I, I like one set of biceps and I'm so sore.
0: Yeah. I did like one set. One set last week and I was like, couldn't even pick up my arm. Yeah. But that's that's what they want. Like you don't you want your shoulders to be capped and you don't really want your biceps to like be bigger. Yeah. So we just don't train them as much. You want cap, small waist, wellness, glutes, yeah legs.
1: Yeah, either way I feel like in my personal preference of other people's physiques, I feel like shoulders just bring a physique together too because it really squares off your upper body and adds that muscular look without, again, having huge biceps and triceps or like yeah. an overdeveloped it makes chest you more, or lats.
0: It more like hourglassy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So
1: all of you should be training shoulders if you're not already, Tra- and we're going to teach you how to do it correctly. Yeah. The first thing, again, this isn't like... I feel like we harp on this every time we talk about gaining muscle. You need to make sure you're eating enough. I feel like that comes before what you're doing in the gym always. If you're in a caloric deficit, you're not eating enough calories to actually fuel muscle growth. So if you're training your shoulders so freaking hard or any muscle group at that matter and you're not seeing results and you're like why am I not growing why am I not seeing a difference why am I not getting bigger you need to address your eating habits first you need to be eating enough protein and carbs and fats also but mostly protein and carbs to actually fuel muscle gain or you're not going to end up seeing anything you could do all of this and not see results if you're not eating enough
0: food yeah you won't have any energy to lift heavier too especially if you're wanting to build them and you want to actually see them like capped out and have some more size like You need to have enough fuel and energy in the tank to go to the gym and pop some heavier weights than you've been normally doing.
1: Yeah. There's definitely ways to... Body recomp without eating a ton. So like yes. as long as you're around maintenance calories or like a little above, you don't have to eat like five thousand yeah. calories a day to gain muscle. You're end up gonna you're gonna end up gaining more body fat than you are muscle at that point. Well, depends on the person, but most people five thousand and above is a little much. Um so yeah, just just find your maintenance, eat above your maintenance in order to put on muscle, or else you're gonna be really frustrated with how slow progress is, if any. Mm-hmm. The first thing about exercising, so now if you have your food down and you're getting into the gym and you're like, how am I even going about training shoulders? I like to start with heavy compounds almost always with my workouts. I pick one or two heavy compound movements, make those my priority, and then I move into accessory work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do like one accessory movement for like one set just to get warmed up. If I like have a hard time engaging with my shoulders on a certain day or with my glutes on a certain day, I like to like kind of warm those up first. and then go into my compound. But either way, compounds first while you have the energy and while you have... The motivation to actually push heavier
0: weight, definitely. So, like one thing that I've been doing, especially before my my shoulder days, is that I will either get one of those long rods Mm -hmm. at the gym. They like a lot of gyms have them. They're just like the long white rods, and they're just sticks. (laughs) And I do that like, yeah, like to just like warm up my upper body. And then I'll get like a very light band, Mm -hmm. and I do a couple of like band exercises of where I'm going to target first. Yeah. So I'll grab the, the bands like in front of my face and then have a pretty good distance apart and then I'll pull back like I'm doing like some rear delts. Yeah. Like um, a pull apart. Almost like yeah, like a pull apart. I will say, to kind of warm up that.
1: Before we continue, for those listening on Spotify, I would recommend YouTube for this one because we're probably gonna be like yeah. almost acting out some yeah. of the exercises. So just if you have a hard time visualizing, if mm-hmm. you're someone that like needs to see it, I would recommend YouTube for this one. We're also gonna be including some of the specific workouts on our Instagram story. So go True. to the Know Your Power Podcast on Instagram. And if you're watching this the day we post it they should be there too so true. Anyway, now you can continue sorry
0: true. <laughs> yeah I do that for like okay so I need to target like my rear delts mm-hmm. so I do some like that I'll either do I usually do like at least two sets of like 10 to 12 of doing that really light band because I'm not trying to fatigue the muscle yeah. I'm just trying to tell my body yo this is where we're focusing I'll do some of those then I'll do some front raises and I'll just I always get the bands that are you can get the ones with the handles but for me I like to They get the complete loop, the long circular ones. And then I just step on it with my foot. I'll do some front raises, and I'll even do like a little bit of ladder raises. So now I've targeted my front, my um, cap, and I've targeted my rear as well. And then I'll go into the... um, compound movement that I'm doing, which is usually some sort of press. Yeah, I was going to say. some sort of sh- shoulder press. I would
1: say the one I go to probably every single shoulder workout, just because it's kind of foolproof, is a just basic dumbbell overhead shoulder press. And I like mm-hmm. to do my seating. And again, there's a million different ways to do things. My biggest tip on this one specifically and the biggest error I see in my past self and also with a lot of clients or a lot of people who don't like really harp on form and form is so important. We talked a little bit in the like the last episode you heard But we, our bodies are all different. So we're going to share the tips that work for our bodies. Does not always mean it's going to work for you, mm-hmm. but these are what I changed or did with all these exercises to actually start feeling it in the right spots. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the biggest error, and again, acting it out on YouTube, is um, a lot of people when they're doing an overhead press is they keep their elbows too wide, like too far out to the side. Mm-hmm. Now you're stretching a lot of your chest. You're putting a lot of pressure on your joint and a lot on that front delt. When in reality, it is a compound movement. You're. Supposed supposed to use all of your shoulder you're supposed to use front Side and back, not just the front, not just your chest. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you have to bring your elbows just slightly forward. You don't have to be all the way in. Your yeah. weights don't have to be if touching you're in front of you. Like
0: an Arnold press, yeah, where you're coming, different. like you're coming in, mm-hmm. and then you're going up, and then you're coming in. Those are actually those are painful.
1: I added those to this yes, list too. The, and in doing so, I was like, I haven't done these in forever, yeah, and they are good. They are really good. <laughs> but you want to bring your elbow just far enough in that you're protecting that shoulder joint because we never want to risk injury mm-hmm. and. You you also when you're too far out you're not even using the correct muscles do you ever do that like Sometimes. I swear this one I used to do all the time and I had to have multiple people tell me hey bring your elbows forward for it to finally click and you use so much more muscle and a lot less joint right pressing. when I
0: when I pull it too far back like just here sitting here like I feel like my my back yeah exactly it's like my back activating and then when I go here and I'm like doing pushing, yeah, I feel a little bit more like shoulder. One thing that I like to do too when I'm doing my presses, especially like either a machine or a dumbbell, I make sure that because what I used to do was only press my upper back Mm -hmm. to the pad and I'd have like that arch in my low back and there'd be a lot of space. So I'd be like this. (laughs) And so now what I do, especially when um, if I'm ever, I rarely train with any clients, but if I'm ever training, I have them like, push their low back, like, press into the mat. Like, yep. make sure you're pressing into it, and then start your presses. Because this so you isn't don't wanna, a chest press. You don't want to, like, or... Yeah, yeah then, yeah. You're you don't need your boobies wrong. all forward. <laughs>
1: you're just like proper form is so important not just for like risking injury but feeling it where these are supposed to be felt so play around with that angle and like find where you feel the most and there's usually a sweet spot just slightly ever so slightly forward from being at like a 90 degree angle at your shoulder um the second one is that arnold press and i haven't done these in a minute but when my shoulders looked at their best i actually used to superset normal Press with Arnold press because then you're like really burning out once you hit that Arnold. Yeah,
0: because like I'll do maybe because I want to keep it in like the hypertrophy, hypertrophy rep range when I'm doing the shoulder press. So I'll switch it between either like I'll do the dumbbell uh, press for Mm -hmm. like four to six weeks. And then I still want to keep that compound movement, but I want to switch it up slightly. So I'll switch to a machine and do it on the machine and then I'll still keep that rep range anywhere between like. 10 to 12 or 8 to 10, like something like... Or, yeah, 8 to 10, something yeah. like that. And then 4 to 6 weeks of doing like that. And there's a, also a lot of machines. There's one at a specific Golds that I go to that's a lot more slanted back. Yeah. It's a machine where you're a little bit more back and it's just a lot more front center. Mm-hmm. Um, And I love doing that one. And sometimes I'll even go on that one backwards and I push it I've forward, yeah. which I love doing that. But there's also different machines, you feel it in different areas, mm-hmm. which is kind of um, cool, but it's also like, if you don't want that, you can just go to Dumbbell and you yeah. know, like, okay, this is where I'm going to feel just it.
1: like, there's... The motion is an overhead press, but you can do dumbbell, you can do barbell, seated, Mm -hmm. standing on an angle, on a machine, on cables. Standing is hard. Yeah. I make a lot of clients do those though, because then you can't kind of use your back. You're forced to hold your core And you also like
0: really activate your core. Like there was one uh, workout program that I did for myself like four to six weeks and I would do um, standing ones and my core strength like really, really increased because Mm -hmm. I was like. Okay, <laughs> tensing and then making sure because it humbles you.
1: I also, I find um like typical military press, which is like barbell overhead standing press. So hard. The hardest. So hard. <laughs> which is good. Like you need to find the ones where you feel the most activation for yourself, which is why I say like we're just yeah. sharing our favorites today. Mm-hmm. It is not the only way to do something. And if you're currently doing something and you're like, you know what, I feel it. You don't have to listen to us yeah. on every single thing. Or if you just, want to test them, yeah, them out, we just do. just take what feels new, or take like a form tip wherever you yeah. can apply it in your own routine. Um, so yeah, the second one's Arnold press that yeah. I have on this list because it's another great compound and another variation of an overhead press. Yeah. The biggest error I used to do and that I see on these is coming down too low mm-hmm. in the front. Like
0: your your elbows go down.
1: Yeah. To now you want to keep
0: them up. Like the whole yeah. the whole purpose is to keep them up push them out, keep them up. Uh, oh my God. We're doing like a dance. Yeah,
1: Cause if it's kind of like jazz, your size, um, uh. if you keep them in that upright position, you're constantly squeezing. Just kidding. <laughs> Julia's dancing. I'm doing the those YMCA. Not on YouTube. Um, you're constantly engaging that front out the entire movement. If you come all the way down or if you, you rest at it. the top, even mm-hmm. you're not activating that muscle and you're yeah. giving yourself rest. And we don't really want to rest when we're trying to push heavier yeah. weight.
0: You can definitely, and this goes for like all exercises is that you want to feel that point. It's always good to like start really light and feel that point where you start to feel you not engaging that muscle because it'll happen. Like even with like a hip thrust, if you go down too far, you Mm -hmm. lose it. Mm -hmm. And then- when you go up, you obviously feel it and you squeeze. So there's this like real sweet spot that you can find with every workout to where, you know, okay, I'm stopping here because if I go further in the front of my face with Arnold press, then I lose it, Yeah, you know, or if I'm pressing up with a shoulder press and I straighten my elbows too much, I've lost it. I don't feel anything. So keeping this nice, smooth movement of, that range where it's like I don't lose it, yeah. Any of the it's kind of like tr-
1: the middle range of motion. You're never going too far one way or yeah. another. And there's some exercises where squeezing at the top are necessary, mm-hmm. but in these, I like to keep almost yeah. like a bent arm the yeah. entire time.
0: So, like a good example for like a, a possible workout for this would be you go maybe eight to ten reps, or you do ten to twelve reps, and you do your heavier sets mm-hmm. of your dumbbell press, and you just keep them very traditional, or your military press, or your machine shoulder press whatever it is that you pick and, and she's then, saying
1: eight to 10 or eight to 12 because you want to be pushing heavy you shouldn't yeah. be able to do like 15 20 yeah. reps at the weight you're using
0: yeah that would be like maybe one or two warm-up sets before with yeah. a very light weight. that's what i'll typically do i'm like i'm gonna get some 15s get some blood moving mm-hmm. i'm not really pushing it then i go into like my three or four sets of eight to ten or ten to twelve of my heavier and then after that, usually I do like a drop set after the last set. Mm-hmm. I'll pick up the lighter weight again, which is like twenties or fifteens or something like that. And we then, train
1: so similarly then I, I find it funny. <laughs> Rep
0: out my my Arnolds yeah. and I'm doing those. Oh, it fucking burns. Yeah. Like, it's so front focus, the Arnold, that bringing I'm them in. i doing those today or tomorrow, whenever my
1: next shoulder day I, is. And this is going
0: to be good because, like, it's so easy to forget about workouts. Yes. And I, I forget about them sometimes. And I do that
1: with my clients where, like, if I take something out of my routine and I haven't done it in a while, I end up having or, like, I end up just, like, coincidentally taking it out of my client's routine. And then randomly something like this will spark, like, mm-hmm. Arnold presses. Yeah. I haven't done those. I haven't made my clients do those in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's add them back. In. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's, there's so many different exercises and variations. It's really easy to forget what you like used to do that worked really well that you haven't implemented recently. Also
0: Also. comment down below on YouTube, DM us, emails, whatever. What are your favorite workouts to build your shoulders? And like, how do you really feel it? Because Mm -hmm. it might help other people. And also (laughs) I might steal them. So let us know.
1: Honestly. Um, so those are my favorite compounds. Do you have another like shoulder compound you do or is it typically a press? Typically a press. Same. Um, so we're going to go into some like accessory movements. So like I said before, I like to do kind of a warm up, kind of like Julia's banded work or like really, really light dumbbell work just to get my shoulders engaged. Then I move into one to two, one or two compound exercises where I'm trying to like actually push heavy and work on strength, not just like muscle growth Mm -hmm. because they tie together. And then I go into accessory work and it depends on the day, but I'll usually do like at least two accessory movements. If I have the energy or I have the time, I will superset at some of them, add in three or four accessory movements. I feel like it typically depends on my current plan at Mm -hmm. the time and how often I'm training shoulders too. And in doing research for this episode, I didn't, I never even thought about it, but a lot of these are still technically compound movements just on like a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm saying accessory work, but like something like an upright row is still using a lot of different types of muscles. Mm -hmm. So I know it's not actually an accessory, whatever, don't call me out. Um, But when doing accessory work, it is the perfect time to actually focus on each individual part of the shoulder. So Mm -hmm. for those who don't know, I'm sure most of you do, the shoulder is made up of three different I guess, sections of muscles. You have the front delt, the side delt, and the rear delt. And Mm. all three are really important when building that like boulder shoulder, that 3D looking capped shoulder.
0: That's something that I really want to harp on. And I am one of those people is that the rear delts are one of the most lacking areas in almost everybody's physique because- they're they're really hard to feel. It's mm-hmm. really hard to feel. I, I definitely am that way. And I definitely, they're not as, I have big rear delts, but they're not as big as my front in comparison. So for sure for if me. you want that full like melon shape, focusing on building that rear is I literally going,
1: have rear delts are underrated. They're so
0: underrated. And I, I'm i not going to lie. They're just not as fun. Yeah.
1: They're just not I as fun to train. I actually love training them. I hate them.
0: <laughs> I don't like... And that's why they're small. Yeah. So, um, Which yours are not. And that's why my cabs right. are also small. <laughs> because I, I never train caps, I And And it's genetics. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, if you really want that overall, like rounded look, mm-hmm. having your rear delts be big as well completes that whole circle because like kendall's saying we have the front we have the side we have the back Mm -hmm. it's going to what it's going to look like if you if you if you look in the mirror right not right now if you might be driving or something but look in the mirror later yeah and turn to the side and look at your body from the side if you can see that your front delt is popping out more and then the back of you is like flat Mm -hmm. then you know that your rear delts are not like not as
1: so front delt Dominant, Same. where like that's why I like to say sometimes that I have like a sleeper build because when my arms are down, my shoulders are not capped. Yeah, but put- When I flex, like that front delt on me is mm-hmm. huge. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have very, very developed front delts mainly because I love training
1: them. Same, I just and that's love. what I feel the most in like an overhead press, yes. and those are so fun to and go heavy so on. So fun
0: <laughs> to go heavy on. Um, but weirdly, Zach um, has very over de- like overdeveloped rear delts, mm-hmm. and he has Jealous. like less developed front. Like mm-hmm. in comparison, he's still very developed. So it's like the opposite of me. And when we first started training together, Zach and I actually trained shoulders, and I always used to say to Zach, he's like the master at training shoulders because mm-hmm. he is just so good at it. brought him in here. Yeah, there's actually a YouTube video <laughs> of us training shoulders on my YouTube channel, okay. so go watch that, but um, yeah, and one of the things he told me when we were working out, he's like, yeah, you don't have any rear delts. <laughs> still don't have any rear delts. But once I started working it's out with him, I have them now.
1: It, it, I feel like it's typically men who like point that out or, and mm. like, I didn't even know. Yeah. So like it, this might be news to some of you of how important rear delts are. I was are. like,
0: there's a rear delt? <laughs> I, because it is on the back of your body. Yeah. So it's, I add them I have them on shoulder days mm-hmm. because they're a part of a shoulder and on but back then day? also you can have them on back day because yeah. it's a part of the back side so i when I first met Zach, I was like, What is that' <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't even a know adult. that was. A, I didn't even know it's that was behind a me.
1: It's none of my business. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see
0: it. All I see is my fronts.
1: But I think that's what, the only reason I have developed rear delts, and again, they're like very small compared to my front delt. We're working on it, is because I love training back. So yeah. a lot of my movements just hit it like by proxy. True. And then now I do the same thing where I'll hit them on shoulder day and <laughs> on back day just to bring them up because they need to be up.
0: Yeah, I wonder um, what would happen if I. Yeah, because it's in comparison, they're very tiny.
1: <laughs> you have great lateral delts though. My like lateral side of my yeah, I have a pretty big pop. That was I got no pop.
0: (laughs) I was able to do when I was my strongest. I was able to do like forties, forty fives in lateral raises when I was really trying to build them and I was really focusing on them. (laughs) Now I only train upper body once a week, and I'm I have max maybe. 25s and I'm like
1: yeah shit, duh, 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 yeah
0: you know just like dying. we're
1: gonna start I was gonna start with front delt and work our way back yeah, but, but I think let's, oh, let's start let's front. start in the back and we'll work our way okay. front because again just harping on the point that they're so underrated this and is fun so important um so okay rear delts Or typically, like you were saying earlier, like that pull-apart motion Mm -hmm. with the band. Like anything where you're pulling your hands away from each other and kind of squeezing what could easily be your traps, you have to angle slightly to feel in your rear delts. And the biggest tip I've learned on this, and just, okay, picture like a reverse fly right to feel your back you squeeze as far back as you can and you're squeezing
0: that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make with Mm -hmm. doing like the the machine the pec deck basically is that when they're doing that their hands are in the front and then they're going way past parallel and they're squeezing back you you stop right where you feel that squeeze you don't Mm -hmm. need to go further back than that
1: because and then the second thing i've learned on that so talking about that same reverse fly on like a pec deck and again i will include videos where I can or go over to Instagram if I didn't include it um is to keep your elbows up true because if you're going down if you think about squeezing down that's very center back middle back like rhomboids trap area if you're angling your shoulders up and you're just doing like Julia is saying a small movement your range of motion does not have to be all the way back
0: I I'm just <laughs> for that, no- <laughs> I'm noticing for me because I have I didn't know that I had to really developed traps but mm-hmm. apparently I do um I do
1: too I try not to. When
0: I get on the pec deck, it's easy for me what I have to do because I will shrug forward. Mm I have to literally grab it and then I have to push my shoulders down and then like, okay, we're all elbows high. Yeah. I'm keeping my elbows high, but I'm, I'm not scrunching them into my ears. I'm setting them down, keeping the elbows high, pushing out, but not going too far back.
1: A great superset I have for these, especially for those of you who are like, every time I do these, all I feel is my traps or all I feel is my back is go out to that like almost parallel, like hand to shoulder placement Mm -hmm. for the first like 10, 15 reps and then do little little baby ones yes. We are only coming out like maybe a few mm-hmm. like six inches off of the machine for like another 10 to 15. Yeah. I promise you, you will feel your rear delts. Another great option on those that I started doing recently is single arm. Just because there's that, two handles. I've done
0: that too. You don't
1: got to do both. I love actually touching the muscle I'm training. <laughs> so I will put my left hand we on my right shoulder. Yeah. I did
0: that the other day and I was like, <laughs> I suck at these. So I'm going to do it one at a time. Yeah. I'm going to hold the pad. I'm going to make yeah, sure I'm upright and then I'm going to feel it because Mm -hmm. literally like do that when you first start like touch the muscle that you know you're supposed to be feeling it really I still do that to this day yeah
1: I do that on most exercises because even if I do feel it sometimes they don't feel it even sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't feel it enough and placing your hand on the muscle that's supposed to be activating I feel like just does something for your mind to muscle connection where it's like oh where her hand is is where we should be flexing not our back not our traps not anything else and it just helps you like not break form because something like that again like it's so easy to drop your elbow and forget. Mm -hmm. When your hand's there, you can feel when you lose that engagement. So that's one of my favorites. Another one is holding dumbbells almost in like a curl position and doing an external rotation. I forgot about
0: those two. That I used was, to love doing those. Yeah.
1: I feel like we learned them together and we were we both enlightened. We learned them from Gabby. <laughs> uh. um, but starting in like a curl position, again, going to include a little video. I actually did these recently. I'm also going to do like a full dedicated shoulder workout this on my YouTube. This one is
0: also, you have to go really light and mm-hmm. because you can easily activate other things you're yeah, not supposed to. like you're to. back again. <laughs> like you're back again. So you, yeah, need to keep it like in that curl position. You want to
1: think almost, what I've learned on these is almost like slightly flare your lats and if you have a hard time doing that, that just basically, means like move your elbows out the tiniest, tiniest bit. You don't want them like super tight to you because then that leads to like a squeezed back. And then instead of going straight out to the side, you want to go on a very slight angle up. So those are the two things I've learned because I've been doing these a lot more recently. And those are just two easy exercises, pull-aparts and those to hit rear delt. And then my favorite one of all is very similar to the pec deck, like reverse fly. I don't know what to call these. I think I wrote it down. I said... Single arm cable rear delt fly.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: but also on an angle.
0: <laughs> okay, what is that?
1: So we'll definitely include a video of this one cause it sounds confusing, but this is the first rear delt exercise I was ever taught by like a bodybuilder friend like five years ago. And these hold so true. And these are ones I forget about sometimes and I have to add them back basically I set up the cable machine where the cable is all the way at the top as high as it can go and that works for my height you might have to bring it down just mm-hmm. like a tiny bit if you're shorter than me and I don't have a handle on the cable I have nothing like I take all the attachments off and I just hold the cable itself oh I do
0: that I know yeah, yeah I know
1: exactly I what you're just don't about. know what they're called yeah I don't either <laughs> so then I'm standing with like the cable machine is on my side and I'm reaching up and grabbing it with my opposite hand and then pulling it down on a slight angle mm-hmm. and kind of like that reverse fly Motion, but coming down on an angle and squeeze at the bottom, just squeezing your rear delt and coming back up. I feel like that high to low angle helps not use any traps because now you're not like really risking being able to pull it back since you're like standing on the side. You're really just pulling this.
0: And like, these, you, can go, you need to go so light. Yeah, like I, yeah. It's like 10 pounds. Yeah. It's I like, sometimes
1: go as light as the cable yeah. will let me go. So I'll
0: do that. Or what I'll do is I'll stand in the center of the cables and I'll grab from the left side oh. and I'll grab from the right. Yep. And I cross them over above my head. And I kind of like almost slightly lean forward just a little bit. And then I'm coming down and across mm-hmm. with the cables very light. Or I will stand by the cable And I will drop the thing, the cable down to where it's level with my arm, and I'll just go out straight across. Like a normal, it's basically like a you know, pec deck, single yep. arm pec deck or whatever. But those, once I started adding those, I really started to feel it because it was really hard for me too. Yeah. Like so hard.
1: Yeah, I feel those the most. And same doing like double arms sometimes and then I'll like switch which hands on top and mm-hmm. pretend it's a new set.
0: And pretend that it's making <laughs> but a difference. Th- I know those
1: <laughs> probably sound so confusing and that's because rear delt exercises aren't as well known. So it's like we have to try way and to wait they're not explain. as well known
0: and that's why everybody has no rear delts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're all um, just walking around with no rear delts
1: i feel like these next two are a lot more common and probably already do these on your shoulder days um and that is for your side Mm -hmm. delt is that all on rear delt for you before we move on okay those are my favorites obviously there's more exercises out there find what works for you there's also some machines that like are specific for targeting them Mm -hmm. like a certain type of row where you're pulling up things like that but i feel the uh like pull apart movements the most Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay, side delt, I would say the top two most popular and also my favorites are a form of a lateral raise and a form of an upright row. Would you agree?
0: <laughs> I always feel upright rows in a little bit of my, I I could be doing it wrong, of my side and my rear. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, we're talking about side. <laughs> so I guess that fits.
0: But it's like more rear than side. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I feel mine more in my side for sure. Everyone's different though. See? I rarely. And do. it also depends how we do them.
0: I do rarely do them because they confuse me.
1: Same. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually didn't do them for like months. And I just introduced them again like this month because I'm kind of sick of my shoulder routine. I feel like I've been doing the same thing for forever and they're not looking any different. And I wanted something new. Um, so I added upright rows back in. I also feel like it really depends how you do them. So again, there's a million ways. My favorite is typically with a kettlebell, actually. Just the really? hand positioning on a kettlebell. It keeps my hands close enough together but also have like That slight space because I feel like on a bar, sometimes my wrist is twisting and like I can hold wider. I like holding closer together on these. I feel like when I do hold wider, I tend to use a little more trap because I almost like have to shrug it up versus if my hands are working together, I can really keep that like just on the side delt. Anyway, doing an upright row and I feel like keeping it as close to your body as you can and leading with your elbows, I feel like is just the most important cue. You don't wanna lead with your hand, (laughs) you wanna lead with your elbow and kind of like bring it to the top again. Similar to like the reverse pec that you were saying, you don't want to shrug. Yeah. You don't want to shrug at the top. Then you're using your neck and your traps. We don't want those. We want shoulders here. So keep those back and down while just raising as far as you can without shrugging on top of that.
0: Yeah. And do you the- have a favorite way to do these? No, not really. <laughs> you're like, I just hate I just them. don't understand them. <laughs>
1: Another great way is like on a cable machine, the only error I find with these is sometimes certain cable machines don't go low enough where then like you're not getting full range of motion. But if you have a cable machine or you can stand on something, whatever works for you using like a rope to do the same thing of an Mm -hmm. upright row. I feel like that's really similar to a kettlebell. Also, of course, dumbbell barbell whatever type of bell that you got going whatever on. Whatever <laughs> type of bell. I just really like kettlebell. I feel like those are underrated. And also single arm for these two is an option. And an option I used to do a lot, you obviously have to go lighter so that you're not like toppling yeah. over. But then you can use that opposite hand to really feel those it in that are called
0: lawnmowers. Belt.
1: Are they? Yeah,
0: they're called lawnmowers. <laughs> you I know love they those. they have their own name. Yeah, that's what they're called. Um, it's like you get on a cable and it's just like like you're doing a lawnmower motion. Lawn <laughs> mower. Mowers. <laughs> because um, you set the cable down at the very bottom mm-hmm. and you grab it with the hand that's the furthest away from it mm-hmm. and then you go in that same upright um, row, uh, row motion, upright row motion. <laughs> okay. Scooby doo. I know, but it's like up and across, yeah. up and across. And I, I, I like those.
1: Yeah. Cause I feel like that, um, that more like lateral movement is going to use a little more side. Del- you also
0: get a more of a stretch. Yeah. Like that stretch across coming up. And then obviously lateral raises, the, the <laughs> obvious, the obvious is lateral raises. And you could do this on a, you know, a number of different things. Mm-hmm. You can do it on a cable. You can do it on a um, lateral raise machine. There's a couple gyms that'll have those. Mm-hmm. You can do them with dumbbells.
1: My biggest tip, if you're going to use the machine, I see a lot of people like use the machine how you're supposed to use the machine duh yeah um but they'll hold on and they'll have their arms exactly where like the little pad sits and they'll do it like that that is so trap heavy for me and if you're at a similar point where you're like i keep trying these i just feel them in my traps i don't like doing dumbbell or i did dumbbell earlier in my workout i'm trying to do a different variation i treat it like i'm holding dumbbells out to the side so i like don't hold on to like the, the machine I do that at all. same
0: thing yep. because <laughs> then same. then i feel like i'm just chicken army yeah Versus if you
1: let your hand kind of go out and relax, then you can get that full range of motion how you typically
0: would with a dumbbell. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My
1: favorite is dumbbell though. (laughs) Yeah,
0: my favorite is definitely dumbbell for sure. What are some common mistakes that people make with dumbbell lateral raises? Oh my God, there's
1: so many. And this is speaking again to like old Kendall because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, A lot of mistakes is people lead with their hand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I said that backwards. They lead with their hand and they kind of open up kind of like- a T where their palms are facing forward. You want to do the exact opposite of that. You want to keep a very slight bend at your elbow. Some people go hyper straight. Some people go I way too people bent. people
0: go like super straight. To. And then they go, they so go way past parallel. They yeah. go like all the way up. I'm like, wait,
1: what are you? Doing? You're using a lot of traps, a lot of wrists. <laughs> Unless you're
0: of... doing like an around the world yeah. situation, which is Fucking hard. I did
1: those yesterday. Kicked my. I had five pounds. In I my know. Head. Just
0: they hurt so bad. Anyway,
1: you want to so like proper proper form on a lateral raise, and there's plenty of videos out there. But shoulders back and down foremost. You don't want to be shrugging. You don't want to be like leaning forward or hunched over. Yeah slight bend at your elbow you don't want to be a 90 degree angle you also don't want to be like pin straight so kind of an in-between now you're gonna lead i can't talk you're gonna lead. Little, little, little,
0: little, little, little. <laughs>
1: you're gonna lead with your elbow not your hand so yeah. keeping that slight round shape you're gonna lead with your elbow until your hands get almost
0: parallel with your shoulder
1: mm-hmm. i never even get all the way up here i'm usually like a little bit lower than I parallel. like can
0: feel it. <laughs>
1: like I can feel it. Air resistance. So it's
0: like your pinkies are up too. Uh-huh. Like you want to... Pinkies up. Pinkies up.
1: That slight internal rotation is going to use more of that lateral delt. Versus if you were to raise uh. it with your thumb up, you're using that front delt again. And again, that's, that's, that's not that's the That's when we get here. into
0: like the around the world. Yeah. Where you have it at like your thumb is up. Yeah. And you're really targeting the want the, the front.
1: opposite. Thumb down. down. Thumb down. Slight bend. Any other tip on that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is more so just... Um, also, making sure that your your core is tight and that you're not swinging. Mm-hmm. You're not swinging so with it. they so easy to swing on. Um, one way I like to do these two, which targets a little bit more of your your front and the side, is that I'll do um, leaning forward lateral raises. Mm-hmm. So I'll do. I get really good stance, like a little feet hit, like a little bit on the hip distance yeah that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> you got them. hip distance and then We're I slightly <laughs> like lean forward uh-huh. lean my body forward and then I do them front same yeah. kind of form and where I have that slight bend in my elbows and I'm going up with it, making sure my pinkies are out and I do that for forward oh they fucking hurt
1: yeah but- I've definitely done that variation another mm-hmm. leaning one I like to do for lateral raises is doing them on the cable machine where you kind of hold on to like the base of the cable machine and you kind of you come from
0: across yeah you
1: lean no yeah 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 <laughs> i'm like trying to visualize it you like it. lean at yeah. the edge and you you come from a, in front of your body that's what you were saying i was like what have you ever um, tried and them bringing them out to the side
0: behind you
1: no you're in <laughs> that sounds awful yeah
0: they hurt coming from behind you you get even more of a stretch because you have the cable behind you mm-hmm. and you're going from all the way back here out to the side it freaking hurts
1: makes sense yeah I did it. we'll be day. trying those so.
0: yeah but one of my favorite drop sets to do with lateral raises or like intensifiers is that I'll do kind of similarly to like the shoulder press movement is I'll do that like heavier set of the lateral raises and then I'll drop the weight lighter and then I'll do more like controlled yeah. or like slower reps. Really, Do you do pause like reps
1: sc- on these? Yeah, Yeah,
0: really, just like squeezing it, and then I always get like a band. I when I do any upper body days, I've always asked for a light band, Mm -hmm. like the same band that I use to warm up. I'll do that, and then I do as many banded as I can, even if I'm only going up like a little bit. And then I'll do like a thirty second hold at the top. This is actually Dana Lynn Bailey taught me this, and I
1: trust her. Yeah, her shoulders are are crazy.
0: We she, she did way she did way many. May, way many more.
1: <laughs> way many more. I can't
0: word. She did a lot more drop sets, like went from like 30 to 25 to 20. Yeah. And, then, and then she did that. But like a simple one is just you're after your heavy set, drop the weight light and do as many reps as you can just cut it in half then do the band and hold at the top for 30 seconds it's just you really are just holding that contraction it hurts so bad
1: i actually i do drop sets with these a lot and in a similar fashion but i usually don't add the band and i feel like i should just for like that extra oomph Mm -hmm. but like if i let's say i'm doing lateral raises with 20s i'll just drop it down to 10 for a second set again Mm -hmm. like holding at the top for a split second, like trying to control it a lot more because it is such an easy exercise to swing on. Sometimes even if you're not realizing it and you're really trying to stay as steady as possible, sometimes that last rep, you're either not getting high enough or you're like swinging a little bit back Mm -hmm. to get it there. As long as it's like a very slight controlled swing, like where you're just leaning front to back, I feel like on that top heavy set, it's okay. The only time it's bad is when you start to like arch and start to like use other muscles to raise it. Yeah, like a bird flying away. Point, no point. in getting to that point. Um, okay. And then ending with the front delt and my favorite for these. And I've really, I don't know why I couldn't think of a lot of options because I feel like there's just so many variations of these is any sort of front raise yeah. where you're just starting with your arms by your side and you're raising
0: there's out, a table bro. here
1: straight in front of you. And there's a lot of variations for these. And I'm curious what your favorite is. But one of my favorites, again, I have forgotten about these. And in writing this, I was like, why don't I do these anymore? is grabbing a plate instead of dumbbells. Oh, I love the plates. Yeah, I used to use all the time and you treat it almost like a little steering wheel and either with like a 10 or a 25, depending on like mm-hmm. what level you're at or sometimes I'll grab both and do a little drop set and you're just raising it straight out in front of you similar to the lateral raise you're ending once your hand is like parallel with your shoulder. There's not a ton of benefit to going much higher than that. Sometimes they do, depends what you're doing. And I used to actually treat them like a steering wheel. I forget, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what these are called but maybe I'm wrong, where you raise it out in front of These are so hard to demonstrate with the mic right there. And you turn it left and twist it right,
0: (laughs) twist it. So you
1: like go up to the left, up to left, or you can go up, left, right, down, up, Mm -hmm. left, right, down. And I miss those. I haven't done those in a while.
0: Yeah, that was like one of my bread and butter drop sets when Mm -hmm. I first started really seeing growth in my fronts um my there's so many different ways that you can do a front raise mm-hmm. you can do them with a curved pre-loaded barbell yeah to I where like you can do them a little bit further out you can do them further in if you have your placement further in it's going to target a little bit further in here of the front delt but One thing that I have been doing recently is I've been doing it with um, the preloaded bar Mm -hmm. and I'll just do it. About parallel, like where are my hands naturally going to go? Yeah, and you can do them underhand, or you can grab a straight bar and do it overhand and lift. Both of them are or
1: superset them if you want (laughs) to die.
0: Superset over (laughs) and under. There's also with like the dumbbell front raises. If you do those, there's ways that you can go. um, You can do them together at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can go straight up. Where it's literally like a robot, your arm is going straight. That's how straight, I usually do it. Or you can turn slightly in. Mm-hmm. So when you go and do your front raise and you turn the dumbbell at the top of the movement in, those hurt too. That's using or a lot. Or you can go out. It's like
1: That's using a lot of that like in-between front and mm-hmm. side delt. So I need to start doing them that way because I am such like a little little (laughs) b-word when it comes to doing front raises they are so hard for me and it's weird because that's the most developed part of my shoulder I'm pretty strong at like an overhead press Mm. but when I'm hitting them directly they like bother me like nothing else like just one of those tedious exercises I hate doing so I always do a little cheat and it's not a cheat because it's it's training the part of my shoulder that's already the strongest so I'm like oh these aren't so bad um and I always turn a little bit underhand so i'm only i'm usually doing like dumbbell yeah, underhand you can turn it in yeah i need to start turning in i know i've been cheating myself by not doing them that way because i i they're harder mm-hmm. <laughs> but you need to find your weak point if you want to develop more of that really front turn out if you need to develop a little more of that like side front turn in
0: yeah um, one thing, oh, I just thought of it and I forgot. With the you front. Got this. oh, you could do this same thing on a cable. Yep. Like, I love to get like a rope cable mm-hmm. and I'll have it like in between my legs and I pull it from uh, in between my legs and I pull it up to you know, eye ish yep. level. Well, no, shoulder, right shoulder level, those hurt too. Um, and it can just be a, like a different very vari- variation. To I like do that. those. Cause
1: I feel like you can lean a little more since the weight's coming from behind mm-hmm. you, you're not going to like fall on your face. So you yeah. can like kind of lean forward and into it, which yeah. I feel like helps with my engagement to not use my back. I have a really hard time, like not letting my back take over yeah. with certain front or races. like
0: just like, like going completely with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard.
1: That's all I really have. And then I would say for accessories, everyone is different and depends obviously on like what you're doing for compounds too and how fatigued you are. But I like to stay in like the 10 to 15 rep range. Typically I'll go 15 if it's like a lighter or like a drop set and I'll go closer to that 10 if I'm really trying to like go heavy on say like a lateral raise.
0: I really really enjoy training shoulders so much and it can be really frustrating if you don't don't really know how if you don't feel it for so long I really struggled with it but Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things too that I wanted to add before we sign off is adding more volume Mm -hmm. I mean if if the shoulder if your shoulder in a hole is something that you want to add and you're only hitting it once a week I would encourage you to try you don't have to have an entire new shoulder day added to it yeah but say you're training Shoulders on like a Monday, maybe on a Thursday you add a couple more reps and sets of front raises, lateral raises, mm-hmm. um rear delt flies, whatever it is on like a leg day or something at the end. Or something. yeah, having that added volume was one of the biggest things that made my shoulders blow up because now I'm hitting it twice, and that's like three six, nine more sets that you're doing versus just like the sets that you did at the beginning of the week.
1: I used to do like the push pull leg split in the beginning of my journey. Mm -hmm. And like similarly, I could have been adding like push, but mostly shoulder pull, but mostly shoulder. But in the beginning, I wasn't doing that. I was really taking it literally and being like, oh, chest and try back and by, mm-hmm. and I was ignoring my shoulders, which are, yes, you're using in a lot of those exercises, but not directly. I think the biggest thing for me, if you're someone who doesn't have a dedicated shoulder only day, mm-hmm. make one. Yeah. <laughs> my- if they're important to you, definitely make it its own dedicated day. And then yes, you can still yeah. hit it on those other days. If you're still having like a dedicated back day, hit a lot of rear delts yeah. that day, warm up with a lateral race, just so you're engaging them. You know, Yeah.
0: Like my workout schedule and routine is so different now because It has to be geared towards what the judges want my physique to look like. But when I first started, the way that I broke this up was I did have like a – it was like shoulder, day, um, abs or whatever Mm -hmm. added to that. And then later in the week, it was like glutes – rear delts and mm-hmm. like hamstring. So it was, and it was literally on those days, it was mainly gluten hamstrings, but it was like a couple of those added sets of Wherever like you getting, getting it in mm-hmm. and it made such a difference. So
1: I agree, yeah. but yeah, definitely add your favorite exercises or tips you've learned throughout your journey in the comments. Cause I'm really curious. And I also love adding new exercises or things like I keep saying, I forgot about and adding them back in. So we love you all so much and remember you're more powerful than you think.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend.
0: And if you feel we deserved it, rate and review the show.
1: Also, if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to shoot us an email at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.